You're listening to Around Comics. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know. Smoke signal. Your head is huge and again. I can't help Your head it. is huge it's, again. It's genetics. What can I tell you? It's just, <laughs> it, is, it is the way that it is. There's nothing I can do. I have a giant melon head and no camera is big enough. <laughs> Very I can sit no, back like here. No lens wide enough. There we go. I can be way back here. This is the only way. And, there you go. Yeah. yeah. How's that? It's good. Better? You need to relax. You need to kick back and relax. I kick back, now. relax. Yeah. Just be. What's up? What's going on, man? Tom is late. Uh, Tom wanted to start late, and he's still fucking late. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. it's it's such these millennials. Diva. Well, I mean, it's you know, whenever you're considered the talent. When is that? When did that happen? When did Tom ever be? Why? In what way is Tom talented? Exactly. I think. First I of know, all, it's a comic up. book podcast. There's no talent required. No. Secondly, no. What talent does he show that, ever that he's considered the talent? Hey, I'm just telling you what perception is. That's it. It's bullshit. It's like <laughs> Trump. Creep. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting back. It's summer. It kind of almost feels like summer. It was warm. Uh, it was warm by me today for sure. But had a cookout. Had a cookout this weekend. You're a little warm. You're a little north, further north. So yeah, yeah. It's but but finally, I think it's it's uh, time to break out the shorts. Lots of good stuff to. Are we? Do are we here. really? Are we really vamping? Talking. Comics, which, we're talking about weather, hmm? the weather. We're vamping. Talking about the weather. No, we're not going to talk about the weather. We're going to talk about comics. We it's been a couple weeks, right? Uh, I, I missed. A I week. can't. I can't yeah. keep track anymore. I know. I got so much stuff to talk about. Um, you want to jump in, and and Tom will join us in a second. I'm Chris, by the way. Hi, Chris. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's good to meet you, Chris. I'm Brian. Well, I was talking. I was talking to the peoples. Oh, the, there's nobody listening or watching. There's nobody paying attention to this. Come on. I can't sit back like this. I just I'm I'm not comfortable. Being comfortable. <laughs> I'm only comfortable being uncomfortable. I can't. I can't. <laughs> that, that is such a way to describe you. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Kind of is a good way. Hey, um, before before Tom jumps in, because I know that um, I don't believe that he has read it or looked at it, but I did see on huh. the social medias that you had picked up the Parker, uh, the Martini edition, Last Call. I did. From IDW. I did. It's really sexy. Yeah, it's a it's a nice. Uh, you know, um, they did a nice job putting together the last bits of of Darwin's work on on Parker and um, and some additional stuff and make it you know volume two of the Martini edition to go with the first one. So it's yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's very and pretty. You get the 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 benefit, the added benefit of uh Brubaker and Phillips kind of stepping in and, and, and doing a, 
a Parker story and just I mean, sort, the, of. The, 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 sort of, yeah, <laughs> it's um, read it, not going to spoil it, but uh, man, this the book is just dripping with their love of Darwin Cook. You can just you just tell the the reverence that everyone involved in putting this together had because they knew that it was going to be what this last collection of the last thing that he was working on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't, if you're in comics and especially if you're a guy like Brubaker and Phillips and, you know, doing crime comics and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, this stuff is like some of the, the, you know, just the, some of the best crime stuff out there as far as art and, you know, being able to do the Parker stuff, which is also very influential in and of itself. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, you know, it's a little bittersweet getting it because it's just sort of like, you know, the last of Darwin's stuff and, uh, he didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Like Darwin, yeah, yeah, he didn't do that much stuff. So, um, well, he was one of those guys that, so uber talented but he kind of split his where i mean obvious love of comics and and just his own style which was you know distinctive to him but he did other stuff i mean he was he was working in tv and and you know animation that kind of stuff so it was kind of like bruce tim who you know contemporary of that you know whenever bruce tim does something you take notice because it only happens every every great once in a while. Well, he had to make a living, you know, and unfortunately, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, he didn't, he didn't draw the way that, you know, as, as appreciated as he is by, I think people in the industry and, and certainly he has a fan base, the wider sort of realm of mainstream comic book fans. I don't know that necessarily were, you know, scooping up all the Darwin cook stuff that, that, you know, right. I mean, even like a new frontier, um, was something that I think struggled initially to find an audience. And, you know, he, I think it was struggled even to get published to some degree initially. Um, you know, and Darwin, it's interesting because like he, I feel like he, and, you know, I, I, I'm certainly not a Darwin Cook historian, just a fan of his work, but I feel like he kind of came on really fast, you know, when he was already kind of later on in his career. And then it was like, by the time he could put something out that would sell like a park, you know, the Parker stuff, I don't know how well it sold, but it was like, I think it was, you know, it was kind of this weird point in his life where it wasn't like he was in his twenties and he was, no, he was not, he was not a Marvel young guy. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And so it was an odd kind of thing. Like, so I don't know, you know, even the Parker stuff, like how well did any of that stuff sell? It sold to a certain degree because of Darwin Cook's, own fan base but i think in the larger realm of things i don't know that it, he was that successful as a comic book creator you know um, yeah from that, yeah, and from that, that and that's financially i mean yeah and you make an interesting point hi tom hey what's up what's going Howdy. on tom uh, not much you, you made a, an interesting point that you know he kind of came to us it felt like he came to us like fully formed you know, it's like we didn't and and I know that he had done stuff in the in the early two thousands, you know, some uh, ecstatic stuff, and <clears throat> he had kind of bounced around with some of a Bruce Tim's uh, Batman 
um, the Tim verse uh, stuff, but he, it did feel like he came to us fully formed. And, and I know that like we just lost Neil Adams and George Perez. And, and I think that both Neil and George, well, maybe not Neil, they, they would both say that, you know, that their historic work was behind them. Um, when Darwin Cook passed, I mean, he was, he was at like the height of, of his popular. I don't know if he had ever been as popular as he was whenever he passed away. And, and yeah. the level of his work was as high as it had ever been. Like he was doing yeah. the best of his stuff, you know, when he died. And yeah, I mean, he had had, you know, not a lot of success in comics before that. I don't know what yeah. 10 year period, like after it was after new frontier, like that was really what all of a sudden he came on the scene from that. And even, like I said, even that book did not, Mm-hmm. Like it, it it took a while before that thing like sort of found an audience. I don't think it did very well sure. in the, the original. I remember, I remember buying the original prestige format issues of that and going, "Who the fuck is this guy? I have no idea who this is." <laughs> right. you know, I didn't know who Darwin Cook was at all, and I didn't know what it was, and I just saw the cool covers. I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of neat," and mm-hmm. I didn't ever really expect him to become darwin cook you know what i mean like i I didn't expect him to all of a sudden become one of my favorite artists in comics you know after that but it but it did happen and it was and i think that that's what it felt like though it was just like he went from kind of unknown to this explosion but he was already you know 40 years old at that point you know what i mean it wasn't like like he was a a young guy so it was it it, it was an interesting kind of career and, and in some ways sad because like you said he was putting out the highest of quality work when he died. It wasn't like, you know, his skills had started mm-hmm. to diminish in any way or he wasn't putting out just amazing stuff. And so it's, yeah. For- well, he was going to put together an entire library of, of the Parker stories. And, you know, it's, that will never be realized with his vision now. And that's. Yeah. Did someone, <laughs> did someone die and I don't know about it? Did another no, 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 no. We're just talking about the, uh, the Parker, the Martini, the mm. Martini edition. Last call came out. It's this you know, yeah. big. Show it to me, baby. Of, of, yeah, it's his, all of his last mm. last work on the Parker stuff. Yeah, so we were just sort of yeah, being okay, a bit. Good. We were waiting for you, and we were running. We were going. We were walking down <laughs> memory lane because Tom wasn't here. That's all right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. Nice, I hope, flat, I was nice, like, nice little flat brim Bucks hat there. Peace, guys. They lost, Tom. Hey, you don't stop being a fan just because they leave, you know? Well, I don't. Chris, I mean, Chris I don't does. Know. Chris. Chris, Chris. <laughs> Go, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he could jump on a bandwagon quicker, on and off a bandwagon quicker than anybody. <laughs> Take my, my Steph Curry jersey uh, <laughs> out of uh, out of storage because they're good again or something. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of the Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts 
or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, yes, Darwin Cook. Um, yeah, he was he he is obviously very, very missed and uh, yeah. was was fucking pretty amazing for, you know, a brief period of, of i don't know like it's one of those yeah, things where like has anyone has anyone made a bigger mark in a shorter amount of time i'm sure there are i'm yeah. just you know Stranko, maybe maybe he's still around but i mean Stranko didn't die. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah, like, he's still alive yeah. but I'm, I'm thinking like you know small amount of work right big right. big influence you know frazetta um you know you think about the people who are frazetta iconic Huh? Well, Frazetta didn't do that much sequential. Oh, you're saying comic just comic stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that yeah. doesn't count. He was a fucking world famous painter. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just talking about, I'm just, it's a comic book show, man. I'm talking about comics. No, I know, but I don't think, Fraz- would you say Frazetta's comics are, like his comic work is is impactful? I can't even tell you like what he did in comics. Like, I mean, I, I, I think yeah. some guys, didn't we talk about this when we, like we talked about the Barry Windsor Smith book, like Monsters, like, Maybe he hasn't you know, done that like, much. Right. Like if you really like stack up the like number of books he's done, it's right. not a it's not a huge amount. You know, like it's huge impact though. Huge, huge impact. gigantic yeah. impact, but not like Maz- Mazzucchelli. Maz- yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. Mazzucchelli. This, this is, is so fucking good. Weapon X, the hardcover. It's gorgeous. Um yeah, I think Mazza Kelly's another one. You know, not a lot of stuff, but huge influence. Um, yeah. Paul Pope was that guy for a little bit, I felt. Yeah. Oh, Sean Murphy. I know we're going to talk about Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy was that way for a while. That's a good segue into Beyond the White Knight. Sinkevich? There you go. Let's do it. I, you know, I was going to say Sinkevich because he hasn't done really that much comparatively to his impact. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the amount of artists that talk about Sankevich as an influence, considering that he hasn't done really, uh, you know, like a huge body of work. He's had an am- amazing impact on comics for sure. Yeah, gigantic yeah. impact. But yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I should look this up before I say it because I'm going to look up the comics he's done and be like, oh shit, actually he's done a ton of them. <laughs> actually, but, he's done a shit. No, yeah, I, think right. I, don't think, I, I don't think he has though. I think like yeah. he's like one of those dudes who like every time he did something, it was a huge deal and it had like a huge impact and it was like, oh shit, you know, and like. Here, here's so just to go back to Darwin and, and talking about impact, I was looking at his Wikipedia page. So here's his list of Eisner either wins or or nominations so best finite series limited series dc new frontier 2005 2006 best single issue solo number five 2007 best single issue single story batman slash the spirit number one uh 2007 best graphic uh album reprint new frontier uh 2007 best publication design absolute dc new frontier uh 2010 richard starks parker best adaptation of another work these are all win Eisner wins. Best writer artist 2011, best graphic album reprint 2012. Uh, Richard Starks Parker, 2012 best short story, The Seventh by Darwin Cook, uh, 2013 best adaptation of another medium. Richard Starks Parker, 2014 best adaptation of another medium. Richard Starks Parker Slayground, uh, 2014 best letterer. Darwin Cook, uh, Richard Starks Parker Slayground, 2015 best cover artist. DC Comics, uh, 
Darwin Cook month variant covers, and then he died in 2016. So it's like yeah. between 2000 for, for 10 years, he won a fucking Eisner almost every goddamn 2005, six, yeah. seven. He didn't win anything in 2008 or 2009. Yeah. <laughs> that all of the Parker stuff falling into the like at uh, adapted yeah. um, work. It was just like anybody else who adapted a work. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, you're done. Like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It was like, he, you know, for a decade he was winning, you know, he was the best. Yeah. Everything he put out was was winning eyes. He's the Kirby Puckett of of comic book creators. The, the Kirby Puckett. Uh, Short and fat. <laughs> he did not get fat and lose his vision. Short, yeah, fat, so. and surprisingly quick. That was. Uh... <laughs> but you know, you know, Puckett played like almost exactly ten years and huge impact. Kinda, he had a huge impact yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, especially um, when he was hitting his kids, that was a huge impact. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was waiting for that thing. problematic Kirby Ooh. Puckett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about on on the field. Uh, anyway, we were talking about Sean Murphy, who kind of falls into that into that um, category of hey, you see something that Sean Murphy is doing, and it's it's kind of an an automatic buy for you know people that know. Um, people in the know around comics listeners. If, you know, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh uh Batman Beyond White Knight uh with the third issue came out. Tom <laughs> you it whenever you take a sip of your drink, it's it's it is the loudest drinking it's like, it's like clink 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 <laughs> Just, I don't know. This microphone's just you're like, like you're like a fucking foley artist over there. This microphone's just like I'm not even that close to the microphone. That's the I'm like it's like way over. It's like arms length up. away. It picks up everything. Uh, now that I know that, I'm gonna it, more gently. It is pretty good. It is. It's yeah, a good. It's, like, it's a good microphone. Yeah. It's like look. Yeah. It's like it's all the way over there. It's not a. <laughs> I just it's just like you, when you first got on before we even said hi to you I hear clink clink clink, clink slam wow. <laughs> oh, okay. thanks for the heads up <laughs> yeah just just thought it was funny that's all uh yes batman beyond the white knight <laughs> Tom's here. Uh, i'm like is tom angry He's slamming his drinks down like a like a drunk at last call hey, okay let me set it down and you tell me if it's loud is that, is that yes. loud? Yeah. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. I'm just like literally just setting it down on the table. Okay. It, it sounds like cover all oh, yeah. your surfaces and like cork. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I have a big cork. I have a big cork um, coaster just because. Okay, I just grabbed a coaster. I grabbed a <laughs> I'm just sitting. Uh, the, like, the problem with those microphones too is you, you have it sitting on the desk. So yeah. it picks up everything through the desk. I used yeah. to do that. That's why I got like arms for my... With, uh, we don't need to talk about yeah. it. placement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasting. Microphone inside around. If it's picking up that ice clinking, like it is. is. It's it's kind of yeah. It's, it's kind amazing. Of funny. Um, what were you saying? Oh yeah, uh, Sean Murphy and Dave Stewart. Yeah, talking about White Knight, which um, uh, I just discovered. Uh, obviously, I don't know because I didn't read this. Wait, no, I didn't read this one. Is that the second one? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Curse of the White Knight. Yeah, yeah. And so they're referencing some things in the new story. I'm like, I don't remember that. I'm old and I have a terrible memory, but like, I don't remember is that. Is it a case uh, where like, oh. I didn't read it? Or <laughs> I simply I just don't forgot. Remember, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I, I think that's uh, my point being that if you want to, you can uh, just jump into uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight and it, you don't have to have read every. It helps, but you can kind of jump into this. Yeah, it's a continuing story for sure. I mean, each one goes into the next, but it's not. Yeah, like I don't think it's absolutely necessary but hey if you enjoy it you should read them all anyway they're all good yeah and i think i I will say of this one so far i think and i think i talked about this the last time i talked about this book was Mm -hmm. i feel like sean murphy has really come a long way i mean he was always a pretty good writer but i think he's come a long way as a writer and he's always been a fucking awesome artist but um like the the in this issue in particular like the opening sort of scene with Batman and the Joker in his brain and them just sort of going back and forth, which I thought was clever way because like that was Batman beyond, right? Like it was, it was this new Batman with Bruce Wayne in his ear all the time. So this is sort of a twist on that. It's Batman with the Joker in his ear, essentially the the whole time. And I thought he played it really well. Like I thought just the, the back and forth dialogue between them was really snappy. And it just like, it, you know, it, it's a buddy movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it was very much like a buddy movie or, or, you know, you've seen this sort of thing a lot in different comics, whether it's Firestorm or, you know, Shazam. I think they've even done that to some degree at, at times where it's like mm-hmm. the hero and then they, there's someone in their ear talking. And then, like we said, Batman Beyond. But I just thought he did a really excellent job with it. I thought it was yeah. just really great dialogue and that. I'm always really um, like I'm really hard on dialogue, like shitty dialogue. I can't stand in a comic, just like garbage. Yeah, it's like part. It's like a fart in a car. It's I just mean, bad. You notice, so it's like, yeah, oh, you okay. notice it right away. You know, and like I was saying, you can jump right into this, and he gives you, and it's it's subtle. He gives you enough information that you don't have to have read or read recently anything. And he does it in a way that you don't feel like it's exposition or or ham-fisted and saying, oh, these are the bits of information you need to know. And, and it's obvious that that you need to know that it's just it is it is naturally told in the flow of the story. And that is good writing. And I think right? on, on, to, to sort of add to that, I think what he does really well is story beats. Like he gives you emotional beats. So even if you don't necessarily know the backstory, you kind of understand the emotional weight of scenes or the feeling of it that you're supposed to have because he kind of writes to these emotional beats really well, which is really advanced. Like that's like really, you know, advanced craftsmanship, uh, which a lot of comics, you don't see that so much. Yeah. Agreed. Well done. That's it. Well done, Sean. Tom, anything? <laughs> Congratulations, Sean Congratulations, Murphy. Congratulations, Sean Murphy. Yeah. And he, draw, and he draws fucking cars just like he loves. You can, like, there's a scene where you see the bat, or it's not the bat cave, it's the GDCP uh, or GT, what is it? GT? GCPD, Gotham yeah. City. And it's like their garage, and there's three Batmobiles in there, and it's you know it's the it's the uh, Michael Keaton Batmobile, and then the new Bat. There's actually four because then there's like the new ones in there, and you, he just throws them in there just because he probably just fucking loves drawing cars, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude just loves drawing cars. He does. He enjoys it yeah. very much. And it, it's funny because they make Powers, who is the antagonist in this. He worked in the Wayne Automotive Division. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta have lots of cars. We gotta we yeah. lots of cars. Yeah, I love the uh, the trick, and and he's not the first one that's done it. But you know, in the conversation with uh, with Bruce and and Joker, 
where you know Bruce is not in costume, but the 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 shadow on the wall mm, is the, mm-hmm. the cowl. You know, not the first time it's been used, but it really, you know, it's used very used once and used correctly, right? Uh, he used it more than once. Did he? Yeah, yeah. There were there were a, a I want to say there was th- three times okay. that he did that. Um, and I, it's funny because every time he did it, I'm like. I'm looking at Bruce's head and I'm like, eh, could this light actually cast it on his hair to make it look like <laughs> the cowl? Kind of, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, I think he, he did it a couple of times. He, um, uh, well, you know what he did actually, now that I'm actually, I'm looking at it right now and you know what he mm-hmm. actually did is he didn't use the shadow of Bruce because Bruce is standing in front of a bat suit, and he used the shadow of the bat suit oh, cast damn. behind Bruce to make it look like it's Bruce's shadow, but it's not. It's the it's the fucking bat suit's shadow. That sneaky bastard. Yeah. So when you first look at it, it looks like it's just Bruce's shadow, but in reality, it's the fucking suit. That's really clever. God yeah. damn, he's good. Oh, he is good. He's pretty goddamn That's good. That's why he keeps. <laughs> keeps making these he someone does. stop yeah. this someone stop this man with this clever <laughs> clever comics this clever comics well, no it's, you know, and he plays and this 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 kind of transitions into the other the next thing i want to talk about um sean murphy uses the the whole bat family mythos really well and that's something that you know just about anybody who's reading these knows who dick grayson is knows who barbara is knows who bruce is knows you know harley i mean these are these are known characters so they kind of have their own own set of rules their own their own characters to them um same thing as in dc vampires hunters number one this week you just love your segues don't you you're just such a fan he's in the lab just making them yeah just (laughs) like beats he's like it's it's like a yeah. it's like a professional dj creating yeah, beats it's, beats, it's yeah. chris spending how much time did you work on that segue sir like how I, well i mean it's batman to batman and he's, so like, I hope, he's like i just hope no one messes this up it's just something else <laughs> i'll be uh, extremely disappointed if someone uh, tell me about yeah, your you vampire got... book that you love so damn much chris do you and your I vampires i like the dc versus vampires it's you um... love your vampires i yeah, love i gotta admit i like vampires too yeah. i'm a vampire i've always been a so vampire are you a fan. sexy vampire fan i mean Perfect. i'm not necessarily opposed to a sexy vampire and but it needs to like i think the sex and and yeah. vampires go hand in hand to a certain degree Hell yeah, like Nosferatu. well there's a certain amount of like sucking blood i mean the original dracula was like you know sucking someone's blood i mean there's something sexual you're about a true that. blood fan I like True Blood. I mean, yeah, True Blood was, but that I wouldn't call that my favorite vampires ever. What's right? your favorite vampire? Movie or just like fictional vampire or uh, kind of like style, genre? Uh, yeah, well, I yeah, I'm not going to limit it. I'm going to say I'm going to leave it the door wide open. Um. Wow. I just I, good question. I, yeah. It, it, well. I really love it. I think they, they're they're kind of similar. I love the movie Near Dark is one of my favorite vampire movies. I think it's very underrated. And it's I love that 
take on sort of like a almost like a southern gothic hillbilly vampire clan but not over they're not i mean it's over the top but it's not like texas chain chainsaw massacre 2 over the top you know like it's just a just (laughs) enough over the top just enough just a touch but there's also a um a series of books um uh what are they it's the character is called joe hurt Oh yeah, and uh, it's a comic book writer. Uh, I can't yeah, think of his name. Yeah, uh, uh, Charlie Houston. Charlie Houston. Yeah. And and yeah, he wrote Moon Knight for a day or two or something. Yeah, um, and I really enjoy those books. I there's a trilogy. I don't know if he's he's done any more of them, but I really enjoyed those. And it's he's a kind of kind of the same thing in the sense of like it's a it's a kind of noirish more a little more realistic kind of vampire stories you know that kind of thing yeah that that's i like i like that kind of stuff chris your favorite vampire. and what we do in the shadows and what we do in the shadows yeah yeah well that doesn't count <laughs> but i yeah, i love what we do in the chris shadows. your favorite vampire yeah. oh, um as a kid growing up absolute fright night fright loved night. fright night loved fright night Love that movie. You're more uh, of a comedy vampire. Uh, oh, when well, I was a that, kid, but, I, I love Transylvania Six Five Thousand with like Bigley <laughs> Jr. and uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, which I haven't seen in a very long time. But I'm, I must have watched that movie like nine million times for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Gina Davis okay. played a vampire in that. There you go. I don't remember. I love John Carpenter's vampires. If you're going to do a like scary vampires i liked his take on vampires i did too i liked i liked that movie yeah john carpenter's vampires is is uh my friend always said i was basically uh, the fat bald one from that movie that was <laughs> yeah not sure how i feel i guess you know it's good to be a baldwin right any baldwin yeah, at least um, yeah Steve- not Stephen baldwin thank god yeah yeah or alec yeah, alec's fat, not having baldwin you look like well, alec fat- had you know Listen, I'll take 50 years of being Alec Baldwin. You know, uh, the ratio of good to bad with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I mean, he's had a couple of good careers. You know, he had a sexy, sexy, uh, you know, heartthrob and then comedy. comedy. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, killed somebody. You had me at coffee as for closers. Allegedly, Tom. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, (laughs) let's not get get around comics shut down. The Baldwin boys uh, coming after us. Get the fat yeah, one chasing so, uh, us down. DC Vampires Hunters. Uh, weird for me because I haven't read the last issue of DC versus Vampires. Oh. And so they're, uh, don't do that. There's some moderate spoilers in there. Chris, why? Um, why didn't you read it? I, I have not uh, had the opportunity to read it yet. Confused. What yeah. book? So I got the cliff. What? I got the cliffhanger in what issue five, and I I saw DC versus Vampires, and I grabbed this, and it's actually the the first issue of the next series. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna milk this one. Someone help Chris figure out what to what order to read things in. <laughs> this is not oh, the next issue. I was wrong. Sorry, Charlie Houston. There's actually five of these books, and it's uh, Joe Pitt, not Joe Hurt. Joe I don't know why I was thinking Joe Hurt. Joe, Joe Pitt, Pitt is the character. Yeah. Joe Pitt's a vampire. Joe Pitt is a vampire, um, and he lives in in New York. 
And imagine basically he's kind of a private detective, not really, not officially. And New York is run by like five families of vampires as opposed mm. to like the mob, mm. but they're pretty mm. much the same kind of thing. And, it's good and uh, the city that never sleeps, it's a good place for a vampire. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're, I, I really enjoy those books uh, from Charlie, Charlie Houston. Charlie. So Chris, your vampire yes. book. <laughs> it was good. It was good book. Good book. Good. Yeah, book, but you yeah, I mean, it's, it's, read it out of order. It's silly. It's silly superhero vampire stuff. If you want to see da- Damien Robin mm-hmm. uh, trying to light Martian Manhunter on fire, you who know, doesn't? And torch him. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's good. It's it's. If you like vampires and and DC heroes, yeah, it's fun. The only thing, and I won't say the character's name, but the the the, the character because it it spoils the end of the, the king, the king vampire. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. really? That doesn't make any sense. Why would he end up being the king vampire? Like that? There's no well, real reason um, why. There, the, I want to talk about this. I don't want to spoil it. And if I say this, it'll spoil. Well, don't it. spoil. Don't say it then. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. Just don't argue with me. Yeah, I'm right. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. No, I you can't no, believe. Right. I can't believe that um, Snapper Car. <laughs> Snapper Car is the vampire king, and it's a unbelievable. Like it's all. It's almost the too obvious pick. Why right? do you? You just have to skirt around until you fucking spoil it, don't you? I'm not you just gonna, have to fucking. You can't just fucking leave it. it. Has to like get cute. Like uh, it just has to. It has keep, to. Keep, Tiptoeing around it until it. <laughs> Let's just leave it as obvious. It obvious. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Who's who would be the most obvious? Whose initials are? <laughs> <laughs> Whose costume? Well, Whose costume oh. colors? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I liked it though. I did like the the vampire hunter thing. It was it was silly. Like you said, it was a little silly superhero yeah. vampire fun kind of thing, and. Um, uh, it's not I vampire, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. It, I think it, it doesn't. It doesn't it spawn out of I vampire? Isn't that the 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 character from in DC versus vampires? Like that vampire? Isn't that the I vampire character? That's how. That's uh, how the whole vampire. It's not GI started. robot, is it? Not GI robot. Not GI robot. I can't remember now the first issue of who that vampire. I can't remember. Off the I top of my head. think it's the character from I Vampire. That's my it, that's my guess. It, well, who is that? Who is that character from I Vampire? Me. It's not me. Vampire. It's I me vampire. Me. Uh, me vampire. Me. Uh, vampire. <laughs> that's the children's version. That's <laughs> me. The, that's the Art Balthazar and Franco version. Me vampire. Me vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I just gave those guys an idea for a book. All right, there you go. It's ours. Uh, trademark. 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 Copyright. Let's see here. Yeah, I think that was the the whole setup. Is that is that the good the good vampire from My Vampire was trying to stop the the bad vampires from. Yeah. It's good, a, bad, it's all good, relative. Bad, whatever. Come on. I'm reading or I'm actually listening to a series of vampire books that Sal would fucking hate. It's uh, called Fat Vampire. It's a it is 
Jesus Christ. It is so popcorn. Jesus. Fat, it's called you, Fat you, Vampire. Fat yeah, vampire. it's about a fat vampire. Of course it is. It's about a guy who gets accidentally turned into a vampire um, and he's like fat. really out of shape. I, I'm I'm offended by the title of that book is A Fat Man. You're triggered. I'm a little triggered by that fat vampire Fat book. vampire. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um... I can almost guarantee you I'll never read Fat Vampire. You will not. No. It's uh, I just finished uh, the third volume. It's uh, All You Can Eat. <laughs> See, it's this is the problem with anyone being able to write a book. <laughs> Published on Amazon. Are there any good yeah. public domain vampire characters we can Ooh. relaunch? I, Ooh. I'm sure there are. Is it time for our public domain segment? We've gotten already to the public domain segment. No, I'm, really just, I'm looking it up because it's just it's yeah, on look my up, mind. See if, see if there's any. <laughs> well, uh, another DC. Not to not to make this all DC, but um, but here we go. I just cannot. Every issue of Batman Superman World's Finest is just gets better. Yeah, it's and good. better. It is so good. This last issue. I, I was like a kid just like going, oh, my God, I can't believe that they, they just put that character. Oh, my God, that character's in here, too. Oh, my God. And it's just <laughs> fucking awesomeness. It's just it's just it's so good. It is it is the Justice League book that I didn't didn't know I wanted. Like it, it is it, it has the Doom Patrol in it, it has Flash in it. It has Batman Superman. in it has I, I mean, it's it's just I I it is my favorite book on the stands right now. Wow. Um, because it's just a good fun superhero book and doesn't try to be anything more than and and like from someone that loves superhero comics and is good at writing them with you know terrific art and yet still makes stuff kind of funny <laughs> like um they uh the doom patrol went to uh 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 interview um what's his name dr uh is it dr amortis yeah yeah, the immortal, yeah. yeah dr. the wrinkly dude yeah and he couldn't remember anything so they couldn't because he, he's so old he's just senile now so he they could, yeah. he couldn't tell them anything and so just shit like that in there in this book make it so fun and uh yeah i mean robin's in it supergirl's in it uh flash is in it and i you know it's just like i just didn't expect any of this kind of crazy wacky you know, gigantic kind of adventure in this, but it's it's perfect. It's like just it is the world's finest. It is the world's finest. Flash is in it. Yeah. Mirror Master was in it. Uh, what's his name? Um, Wonder Woman's in it, kind of. Uh, it's yeah. It's just I I I can't get enough of it. It is it is my favorite book right now. I think. Nice. Uh, Green Lantern was in it. Everybody's yeah. in it. Everybody. It's the whole fucking Justice League in this book. Public domain vampire characters include, of course, Dracula. You could do Dracula. Of course. Of course. The original. The OG. My favorite, though, is Lance Blood. Lance Blood? Blood Men. Blood Man. What? Lance Blood Men. Lance, Lance Blood Man. Yeah. Uh, what is Lance? Tell us about. Comic. Horrific. Number 12. Everyone's Horrific. favorite. Horrific. Uh, Are we going to have a vampire in our public domain supergroup? I mean, you got the League of Vampires. That's public domain. Vampire Master. Vampire uh, Gorilla Western. 
I mean, vampires were around for a long time. They could be in the Wild West with two-gun gorilla, six-gun gorilla. Yeah. What about... What, I, I like the idea of a vampire gorilla with guns. The va- why would he need guns? Do they shoot... Is he? A, why wouldn't he need guns? Well, how about a vampire hunting gorilla? Like a gorilla mm. vampire hunter. Mm. You know? Mm. Huh? Right? Yeah. His guns fire wooden stakes. Why would a gorilla be hunting vampires? What's the backstory here? We got to come up with with some sort of interesting, you know, what what is it? it, I mean, is the gorilla like super intelligent, or is it just like a gorilla that got a hold of two guns? Um, they didn't really make that clear. That was the backstory for that character. Six gun gorilla. I think he was trained, and and then his his Uh, like a trick, like he was like a circus performer kind of uh, yeah. i don't remember now i think he was like vampire vampires killed the mm. uh the the circus i feel it like it wasn't that's a circus a i don't think it was a mm. uh circus i think it was like let me see six gun gorilla uh he was an ape named o'neill who as an infant was kidnapped and brought from africa to the united states where he was sold to a professor named bart masters of colorado masters was a loving masters yeah, he was a loving owner who the gorilla grew to love like a father. Uh, Masters taught his gorilla to dig, fetch firewood, gather their water, cook clean, and most importantly, load and fire a revolver. You know, all the things you teach a gorilla. And unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Bart Masters was murdered by Tut Strawn, leader of the Strawhand Gang, uh, in order to learn what Masters knew about the great mother load. So I guess he knew something about gold. Uh, O'Neill swore revenge on his master's killers and set out armed and dangerous to kill every member of it. So I mean, there's some sort of intelligence there. It's I mean, he yeah. he, he, he you know he can, revenge, right? <laughs> so I guess uh, you know we're bringing him back. Know. I mean, I don't know. Like, sounds like he like. Kind of, a, kind of a servant, right? He he trained yeah, him. Like he didn't train him clean? to play chess. Yeah, he, he trained him to do like all the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah, right. Then, plus, also how to use guns, which seems <laughs> very American. It's a very yeah, American. It's American, American unfortunately, I'm gonna, yeah. te- I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach this. I mean, there is some absolute, uh, not very, not very subtle racism. They brought a gorilla from Africa Jesus and taught Christ. him to clean and cook for you. <laughs> but he gave him a gun. All right, maybe six oh, yeah, gorilla. That's the comparison stops. <laughs> the pro- Here we go. But we should Greg- change this segment into problematic public domain characters. It's just like, public, oh, Public problems. Public <laughs> domain problems. It's like, no, what are you doing? Greg Porter says a gorilla trucker who uses trucking as his vampire hunting, hunting cover. cover. A trucker, you, yeah, like it. Do, uh, An overnight yeah, trucker he, who hunts vampires. You know, like, I feel like a I feel like a gorilla a armed gorilla driving uh, a, a big rig around the country is not going to be really hiding, you know, covering his tracks. That's going to be a little tough to sort of. I mean, if yeah. it was the seventies, it'd be fine. It I taught this gorilla how to do everything I hate to do, plus also how to drive and shoot guns. <laughs> I taught him how to cook and clean. I, he has and a commercial mow my driver's lawn. license. He also has a commercial <laughs> driver's license. A CDL. 
Uh, Wayne asks, uh, do you guys remember the series Scarlet from DC Comics? She was a vampire killer. Nope. Uh, wasn't that Be- wasn't that Bendis? Was that a Bendis book? Scarlet? Was that DC? I feel like it was. It was. I think a different book. No, was it a different book? I don't know. Yeah, I do kind of remember it. Your an- the answer to your question is no, I don't. Tom does not remember it at all. Scarlet was uh, Alex Maleev and Brian Michael Bendis. I, uh, story behind a woman pushed the edge by all the wrong with the world. A woman who will not back down. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think that's a different book. Pushed uh, yeah, in, yeah. I don't- oh, I know. Scarlet was. Uh, what was his name? What's the artist that barely did anything yet was incredibly fucking famous and popular? Um, Frank Frazetta. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Didn't we just go through this list earlier? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Uh, not Was it Ramos? I don't know. Well, there was a DC book called Scarlet from Bendis and Malieve, but I don't think that's... Mm. But I think there was another one by... Like in the nineties, I want to say, and it was, it might have been Ramos or or what was his name? What was the guy that kind of drew like? Oh, Umberto Ramos. Yeah, was it Umberto Ramos? Wayne, was that Umberto Ramos? Answer us. Or who was the other dude that was in the nineties that kind of drew like Umberto Ramos, but not Umberto Ramos? Uh, who did? Um. Jim Fern. Spy Girls? Spy Girls? Who did Spy Girls? Nobody Nobody knows. Nobody remembers. All right. Never mind. We're moving on. Someone tell me. I don't, yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't. Wayne says it was Jim Fern. The colorist. Wait. The car- what? No, the artist. Oh, the artist. The cartist. I thought I said cartist. Jim Fern the was the artist. No, I don't know then. Nope, never heard of Scarlet then. Sorry. Th- that uh never heard of it. Know. And I think you're lying to us. And I don't think it <laughs> I think you're you're making things up. Tom, did you read any comics this week? You haven't said anything yet. You know. Not really. I've been too busy. No. <laughs> I read Immortal X-Men last week. Number yeah. two. How was that? Are they still immortal? Are yeah. They- are all uh, the mutants immortal now? That's the thing. Like they're all. Well, they immortal? can bring them. They can bring them back to life. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, got Karen Gillan writes a good Mister Sinister. I could stand to read that Mister Sinister, who I've said many times is just the, the one of the dumbest names for Mr. a character Sinister. that you're kind of supposed to like take a little bit seriously you know it's like oh mr cena but oh mr sinister yeah it's just like oh mr sinister but uh i mean he's a super villain you yeah. know it's not like i so don't know good. lex Luth- lex luthor lex luthor yeah i caught up like i i i talked about every comic i wanted to talk about two weeks ago <laughs> when it was just you and me with that Chris, without his I need segues. to leave the show more often. Without Chris, without, without Chris's segues, we just we would just mention another comic. Just, we just free, moved along. We just the moved conversation the just yeah. just kind of free flow. Without, without those really awkward segues, we uh, yeah. yeah, we just. Yeah, got I gotta have some job around. Just moved. You guys can do it again next. You're gonna be Kerwin. 
Curses curling, curling in Pittsburgh. So he's yeah, yeah that's more important than around comics evidence. You're taking a trip curling. to Pittsburgh to go curling. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Is it a hot scene there? What's the Did scene you lose like? a bet? Did you <laughs> Pittsburgh's a lovely city. I, I've spent a lot of time. <laughs> it is. I like Pittsburgh a lot. I may even get to go to a game at PNC. Um yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's like a lot of the Rust Belt cities. It gets a bad rap, but uh it's it been a nice renaissance in the in the city. I like Pittsburgh. It's fun a lot. to go to the um Carnegie Museum because it's like a it's a real um window into a different time where if you had enough money you could just like steal everything from other places. And like oh, yeah. Like here's the good the old front, days. The good old day. Here's just a room where I have a bunch of like the facades to ancient Greek buildings that I just took. And they're not like they were, set. It's like a room with them, and like they were purchased. They were purchased legally. They were, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I mean, from someone. But hey. I, or it's like the room of dinosaurs. He paid to be found. I mean, he paid someone to go find him. But it's fun. I mean, it's just like it's an amazing museum because it's filled with all this stuff that you realize is in this one place because this one guy had so much money that like more money than god he was able to accumulate like ah, i've got dinosaurs i got ancient greek uh temples i got yeah i got one everything there's a room in here with a little bit of everything well i mean to be fair though it's like he was at a time where no one had that kind of money before other than like emperors i mean it's better than you know you made a bunch of libraries i guess it's better than being on twitter yeah he was trying to figure it out he yeah. wasn't building rocket just, ships to the It's just Mars funny because and... you're inside the museum and it's like a museum, right? And it's got like how you would go to any museum, like the field museum, and it's got all this stuff. But then you realize it's like, oh, like this, this is all his dude's... stuff. That's this is his stuff. This isn't just like, like just all this old stuff. Uh, I just had this laying yeah. around. Oh, and... that's his. Like he I'll just put a museum. Like, uh, I want to name a dinosaur after like my niece. I'm gonna pay someone to go find like discover a dinosaur. Find like, me a new dinosaur. Find me a new dinosaur. It's like, all right, man. He uh he was a wealthy man. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right. What do you what do you do with that kind of like you know, incredible wealth? Nobody seems to have a good answer. Has anyone ever you know, anyone that has ever accumulated immense amounts of wealth has never really done anything good with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Carnegie, well, I mean, Carnegie and, and not that this is around history, um, but around. Um, uh, standard oil, um, um, the Rockefellers, Rockefeller and Carnegie. I mean, they basically spent the first, you know, three quarters of their life trying to amass as much wealth as possible. And then it kind of became a competition of which one could, could, do the most philanthropy. I mean, there was no, there was no social media, so you couldn't like spend all your time. Forty-three billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, trying to get get the the crooked president back on. You know, (laughs) you you couldn't buy social media company to get back at the people calling you a dork. Yeah, yeah. It's like I want to. I want to build a, a library in every town in America. Has now turned into I want to buy fucking Twitter. Yeah. Well, I'm sure yeah. Carnegie did plenty of terrible things too. Oh, he was. Yeah. It, the 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 labor shit that he stamped down. Well, anyway. Yeah. Bad. That was I'm good for the good of the country. Goddamn. All I'm saying yeah, is, right. check out the museum. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah. I like that. The, the Warhol Museum is is cool. And actually, the really uh, cool, uh, I guess you can call it a museum, is the the Heinz. Um, I forget the, the name of what it is, but it's um, the Heinz has a like a four or five story building. The Heinz Ketchup that, Museum. It, there's just a lot of ketchup bottles. All 56, all 56 varieties before you get to. Yeah, it's. It's a cool, it's a cool attraction. I like that. But the Warhol one was kind of weird because it was, it was a good Warhol museum, but it had like none of the, like, big works yeah. of Warhol. I mean, the, yeah, soup cans. Someone owns that. Yeah, there was, one of these. Rich- there was no no soup can to be found. That's because um, he was a fucking whore and sold his goddamn art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the true genius. Yeah, <laughs> so sell your stuff, sell your shit, and mm-hmm. uh, because it's just you know, bullshit. Yeah, it's but super- Pittsburgh also, uh, also the home of some um, uh, pretty awesome. Oh, I got a segue. Oh, uh, for God's sake, some pretty Christ. fantastic um, uh, comic book creators there, including you know, Jim Rugg, uh, uh, Tom Scholey. Ed Pisker and Dave Wachter, who uh, uh, he of the Wachter Factor had Spider-Man 2099 Exodus number one came out this week. It's a long oh, time. That? I didn't. I didn't read that. Yep. How was it? Um, Dave, and it's not just because I like Dave. Dave's art is great, and and this looks great. The art was definitely the star of this. It is. Yeah, it's everything that I said about like Sean Murphy earlier about how stuff doesn't feel forced. There was a lot of I'm gonna catch you up in this little pocket. It's the year 2099, and I'm and I'm Spider Man. A lot of exposition. Yeah, I would agree. I I was I really like Dave's art in it. Uh, He you know it's it's amazing how far Dave has come as an artist since when we first met him, and and uh, it's awesome to see him doing you know stuff like this and working for Marvel, and you know he did a bunch of stuff for uh, IDW for years and stuff, and is really just earned his bones but yeah it's i mean it's like this is like a legit superhero comic book dave's drawn and which is just you know he was always the indie guy you know what i mean like dave is like he's such an indie guy mr anti-establishment yeah right and uh he you know uh yeah it's cool to see see him do it but yeah the the writing was not uh great i didn't i didn't I, I you know I enjoyed the story to a certain degree. It's it's not really a Spider-Man story, which is interesting. It's not a Spider-Man story. No, it's um but yeah, the art was was certainly Crossbones, Dave's 2099 Crossbones design is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Um I like his, his Winter Soldier design for the they're the Winter Soldier, but yeah, this it, it Spider-Man the 2099 Spider-Man who's almost like the Crypt Keeper in this yeah i i don't know i, I yeah, yeah it was kind of odd. that was a little odd but yeah it was cool to see dave doing doing it for sure and his art looked great looked there very you go. good three books i had two solid uh segues my work here is done i can never watch archer and see the character krieger and not think of dave walker right i just that the, he is forever krieger and dave is nothing well Krieger, like he is like Krieger in a weird way. I mean, there's not the creepiness that Krieger has, but the 
mm-hmm. like you could see Dave sort of getting demented enough where he would be Krieger, but he mm-hmm. like I he, there's just something about the even the voice of that guy and the beard and everything like he is Krieger from Archer. Will always be. He will always be Krieger to will me. Always be that to you. Yeah. He doesn't need a holographic anime girlfriend though. No, he's happily married now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Happily, happily married. The only time I've ever seen Dave happy was after he got married, which is usually like the opposite of what happens to. Yeah, right, people, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know uh, what I'm saying. But I don't have a segue, but you know, Chris, if we don't talk about this, it'll be like a month since we. Yeah, I know. Talk about it. The inside each book. of us, inside each of us, is a ghost. It's funny. And you had I, a perfect. Oh, go. Go ahead. Uh, the other night, my son, I was joking around with my son, and I was like, "You realize there's two skeletons in your bedroom. There's like <laughs> one inside of your body and one inside of mine." And he was like, "Oh, and then why really are you blowing your child's yeah. mind? <laughs> it's a skeleton inside you." Oh, that is an interesting. Huh? Yeah. Skeleton covered um, in meat. Yes, let's talk about it. Uh, the what is this? The third, fourth reckless book? A ghost in the ghost one, in you? By fourth, fourth, fourth uh, one. Another beautiful Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker creation. Uh, this is the story. This is not a uh, reckless story, though. He's not even in the damn book. Um, he's uh, he's in he, like he, a yeah, little bit of Steve, Steve Reckless is not in this. I just made Steve. it up. <laughs> It is right. His last name is Reckless. Reckless. Yeah, I know. Ryan Reckless. Uh, what is his name? I can't think of his first name. Nathan. Nathan Nathan Reckless. Reckless. That's a that's a good name, actually. Ethan. 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 Ethan Reckless. Reckless. Ah, it's good. Fuck. Ethan Reckless. Yeah. These guys are good. But this is an Anna story. Which his girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, I thought this was interesting. In some of the, I don't know if it was the back matter or the introduction. Brubaker is talking about you know the schedule that they're working on and that he gets this script over to Sean Phillips and Phillips was super excited because he said that Anna is his favorite character that he's ever drawn. Really? Yeah. His favorite character. Huh. Favorite character that he's drawn. All right. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. I just, he just must like you know nerdy, nerdy purple haired. That's just him placating his base i think that's not a real <laughs> truthful statement it's not his favorite come on the favorite yeah. character is a is a five foot three purple haired bespeckled yeah. young lady and you know i don't know if it's you know we finally get a deep dive into her past and how she i mean we've gotten breadcrumbs uh leading up to this point but she is she's a more interesting character to me than than ethan at this point, well, now like you're story. just uh, being ridiculous. That's I just, just I look forward to her screen time. I, know, I, 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 re- I enjoyed Chris Purbley. Yeah, and Chris oh, Chris Purbley. I can I can like her as a character more than more than the. Listen, just because you have both white and male guilt, <laughs> you can like male characters. You don't have to always like the female yeah. characters. You know, in every book. Oh, no, talking of white guilt. Talking of white guilt. I'll segue and then we'll come back. Uh, K Billy circle, circle around. Yeah, K Billy super sounds this week. 
um, we're going to be uh, talking about Django Unchained. Django, are we? I believe so. I thought you said Sunday you were driving. You weren't sure? No, that's that's next week. Driving to... Oh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'll be driving back, back from Pittsburgh. Blitzburg. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, what are you guys going to do for ACTV that. next week then? Should mm-hmm. Sal, you and I do it and we just talk about... Yeah. Yeah, you guys can just we can talk, talk about, about Russian literature and yeah, let's do a book cast. We just talk about books we, we like. Weren't we talking about? Were we talking about what were we talking about at the end of the episode? We were talking about Lenin's liter- tomb, the oh. David Rebneck book. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We could do. I would do a book cast if we want to just talk about books. Book we, cast. Book cast. Uh, well, I haven't been reading anything. Well, I have a couple of books I could. We could just talk about any book. any of your favorite yeah, any favorite book. Yeah, whatever. We've never done that. We could do book cast. Yeah, next Sunday. And we. I feel whatever. like we're insulting Chris by being like Chris isn't around. We can talk about big boy. We can talk about. <laughs> I'm used to it. Totally. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's all right. It's, you know, Chris. Chris reads big boy books like Fat Vampire. Yeah, Fat I mean, that's Vampire. That. <laughs> he's actually listening. He's listening to Fat. He's Vampire. listening to Fat Vampire. He's not I even am. reading. I, yeah, on my commute. <laughs> hey, I, I am. I am uh, listening to uh, City Primeval, um, which is what the new Justified mm. miniseries is going to be based on. Which, so I get a which little, is uh, why it's not a very good miniseries. No, I what? Which is why it's not a very good. TV show? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. City Primeval is not my favorite book. Uh, I see how they're going to adapt it into a Raylan Given story, though. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be Raylan. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, Reckless. Uh, no, I really enjoyed this too. I, I don't know that I would want, you know, her to be the you know Anna Keller to be the star of the book all the time. But it's you know it's a, it's a it's a mystery and there was a little supernatural to it and some Hollywood history and uh which I think was you know fictional kind of based on other stuff but um and uh and uh I I have to love the 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 usage of sort of a um midnight movie Elvira vampira kind of character in it and yeah all the just all the it's just it's just brubaker just has like all the he combines all the things that i really like together always you know noir and horror and mystery and hollywood and all that you know kind of stuff he just has this way of of putting it in these books perfectly for me so yeah, yeah, and the the timing is interesting in this. It's you know we, I think we've all seen the you know the like L.A. Confidential, you know L.A. in the fifties, and we've seen you know L.A. in the sixties, and this is an L.A. in the eighties book that still has that kind of noirish vibe to it, and that's you know I can't think of of many other properties that that you know kind of have that feel in that era. Where it's like, yeah, I remember. I'm not that old, and I remember some of the things that are going on. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It's it, there's. I mean, I, when you said that, absolutely agree. Though, but it did come to mind like something that I th- I don't even know if it was in the '80s, but it kind of has that same feel to me as like something like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like yeah. feels like uh-huh. it's in the kind of in the '80s, and yet still a noir 
Maybe that's just sort of a new genre, you know, 80s. The 80s are called 80s noir. noir. 80s happened a long time ago. They they did. Eh, they did. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I also think it works really well because it's in Hollywood. It's in LA and LA is kind of stuck in the past anyway, you know, and he he always brings that stuff into it. Like old, you know, the the past is always parts of his books, both both literally and figuratively. Like he's always dealing with his characters' pasts, but he's also always dealing with the past of Hollywood or wherever the you know the book is sort of set. So it's it's I think that kind of helps it as well. Um, and it's you know it's like noir is it doesn't matter where it's set, you know yeah. I mean? It's not technically noir. It's neo-noir, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but it's just that same, same thing. Yeah. You know, it, you know, a, a dame walks into my office and blah, blah, blah. Um, of all the it, gin it joints is, in all the world. It is interesting that there, there does seem to be a theme that in, in these, in the series that it's always something from the past is coming back to fuck with people yeah it's 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 always a a drug deal gone bad or you were a part of a a, with you ran with a group of people you know back in the early 70s and and now you know i think you know time to pay dues knowing ed brubaker a little bit uh (laughs) you know and and just his history i think it's just part of him you know what i mean like i think he spent some time in his youth maybe a little waste his first waste. published work was autobiographical and it was called low life yeah and so i think he, he there's a part of him that looks back always on like the shit that he did when he was younger and and yeah. you know he's kind of maybe Karth, you know trying to sort of write that out of him i don't know i don't know yeah yeah it always it, you know it's always right what you know and he writes low, yeah. low life dirt bags he does do <laughs> that saying, yeah but it's but, always but, like you know like some parent you know, or an uncle or some fatherly figure is always some fucking dirtbag. And, and I always laugh because he nails those characters. I knew so many, like in the eighties, when I was a kid, I had older sisters. So like my, my oldest sister was a 10 years older than me. And, and my youngest sister was eight, seven years older than me. So they were, you know, they were a whole generation different than I was really. And so their boyfriends and friends and people it was like there were a lot of dirtbag 70s dudes <laughs> hanging yeah. around the house and like you know driving fucking vans and just like you know doing doing dirty shit and and so it's like he nails those dudes and i it's funny now in my life like i fucking love seeing those characters i i i absolutely love seeing those guys pop up like the scumbag you know when when um uh, what's his name i can't think of the remember. remember that book like that dude oh yeah i know that guy i you know I what know i mean like guy. i know that guy and and yeah. there's part of me that is sort of like nostalgic for those dudes too because well, they're interesting yeah yeah they're yeah. characters and you don't have like i feel like you know and not to get into you know a lot of it but just like you don't have characters like that i feel like anymore like everybody is sort of um sanitized sanitized and homogenized and like so concerned with their image and so it's like you don't have people that have a whole lot of character good or bad uh i feel like as much as as 
back in that time. And maybe that's just nostalgia, but yeah, I don't know. There's something. There's well, something they, you know, the recluse books make me always make me want to go back and read stray bullets, mm -hmm. which I feel like they are cousins of each other and why, you know, like the, the criminal series, you know, I feel like, you know, without David Laugham, I don't know if there is a, you know, Brubaker Phillips, you know, there probably is, but you know, there's so much that, that you can see that, that stray bullets influence them in those, you know, the dirt bag I, characters. I've never, I never I, really got into stray bullets. So I've got bedtime emergency. I have to leave. Oh, okay. 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 Tom. We're going to wrap up. Yeah. And we'll yeah. I have to, anyway. There's lots of crying going on in my house. right Okay. Now. So go right, take care of that. Tom. Bye we'll everybody. You. Save your children. I'll see you later. <laughs> Save the children. Save Tom. The children. Uh, I, I have to admit that I've never really read. Did you never get into industry bullets? I tried at one point to get into it and I just didn't really get into it. Um, for whatever reason, maybe I should. It's kind of a hard read in that he gets so fucking dark that, I mean, he, and especially considering I, I'm trying to think when, when stray bullets was, was that early nineties? That sounds about right. Um, I've got the big ass compendium up there, but I mean, he went places that I don't feel like other comic book creators were going. I mean, he was dealing with like sexual abuse of grade school kids and, yeah. you know, like really horrible, like horrible dirtbag people that you know if you knew them in real life those aren't like, the dirt bags i like i don't like that <laughs> that's over the line it's a different kind of dirt bag yeah. it's not the it's not the lovable cuddly you know kind of it's lovable. you know smokes smokes a lot of pot and gets in trouble it's like no this is a this is a serial child molester so I, I i will <laughs> i will say this some some you know part of it is also i was a child when i met these characters so they were sort of like bigger than life and cartoonish sure. But as mm -hmm. I got older, there were some that I, I, I found out, you know, their stories were not as, as charming as, as I may have thought <laughs> that they were when I was younger. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I, I was going to tell you one, but I won't. I just, I don't want to. Yeah. I was like, Billy's me. cool. He has a switchblade in his, in his, yeah. in his boot. No, there's, you know. there's one guy that his story is very sad and I didn't, I never, I didn't know it until I was much older of how sad his story was and, and it's just like oh okay you know as a kid i didn't I, ne I didn't think of it that way he was just sort of an interesting character you know that was around and then I, you know when i kind of found out the truth of, of of his story and his situation in life I was like oh wow that's really dark and sad and <laughs> tragic <really> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Brian J is happy that we're talking about stray bullets. Um, well, should I read it, Brian J? Should I? Should I? Uh, uh, I, I think I tried to at one time read it, and I just yeah. didn't get into it. So I don't know. I'll have to maybe try it again I would, sometime. I would just kind of suggest doing the single issue route. I forget how many issues total there were. Um, it, it you need a break you need it's it's not one that i would binge read because i i tried to do that and it put me in a dark place i mean it's a, it's an emotionally heavy fucking book dark yeah yeah, yeah right. you need a little palette you need a little world's finest in between just why, cleanse yeah. the palette i it's why yeah. i still haven't watched stuff like um 
the handmaid's tale you know it's like i started watching that show and i'm like yeah nah i don't need i I don't need this in my brain it's just too i don't yeah no i don't live in it don't need to watch it as well that's i kind of felt the same way uh greg uh greg had uh, a funny comment uh porter says uh it was talking about fat vampire and this is kind of how i am about a lot of stuff uh he says it wasn't good but i can't give chris a hard time i listen to some terrible garbage when i'm working on the house i have a feeling he listens to us (laughs) he listens to some terrible garbage that's right that's me and you i'm terrible and you're garbage (laughs) or you're terrible and i'm garbage i don't know which is which uh (laughs) that could be the new show terrible and garbage terrible and garbage together again yeah yeah. um so yeah that's um yeah i you know i i we we talked about stuff like dresden files and 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 some other you know popcorny fiction it's like you didn't like the dresden files no i i didn't i i enjoy the level of camp and I, I have a guilty pleasure right now i'm reading i've I've gone through three reacher books in the last yeah. few months uh because they're just easy kind of entertaining reads they're you know they're right but i am reading them i'm not fucking listening to them i have the paperbacks and i read them i have and they're under an my bed now commute <laughs> through south that's what podcasts are for uh, I do listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I usually, honestly, I listen to podcasts in the morning. I listen to audiobook on the way home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to audiobooks unless it's like nonfiction. That's the only I, like fiction stuff. I I don't I don't enjoy audiobooks because I don't want someone explaining a scene to me. I don't, you know, like I I just want my imagination mm. to give me the scene and the characters and the voices. And I, I, so I don't, yeah. I don't engage with audiobooks as much on fiction stuff. Although there's been a couple that I have, but for the most part, I just, I have, yeah. I start to drift away from an audiobook unless it's like nonfiction and it's just sort of like informational and, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's, you know, it's like a documentary, almost an audio documentary. Then I can listen to them, but yeah, for whatever it's, reason, been, it's gotta be a good, it's gotta be a good reader. Um, uh will wheaton surprisingly enough or unsurprisingly enough i like will wheaton on some stuff i think he Uh, did uh did he do ready Ready player yeah i i enjoyed that audiobook that was a good audiobook yeah um uh once upon a time in hollywood um it was read by um what's her name one actress who was in single white female yeah i I know what you're talking about i can think of her name yeah um she was yeah. in uh the hateful eight she was in hateful eight yeah i don't i can't think of her name yeah she her. was in the breakfast club yeah i can't know yeah no yeah no yeah really pretty sure not ali sheedy yeah isn't it no it's not ali oh. sheedy. uh who is it then I will. I you entertain us. I will. Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. Well, Ali Sheedy was in the Breakfast Club. Yeah, she was. But she was not in uh, what you call it, Django and Chain. The Hateful Eight. Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Sorry. This senior moment has been brought to you by <laughs> uh, Manscaped. No, not uh... say English breakfast tea. I, you can see why I could confuse the two, though. Ali Sheedy and Jennifer mm-hmm. Jason Lee. Yeah. Well, it's like Same whenever man. in Kimberly Super Sounds, uh, I confuse Daryl Hannah with uh, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> All right. 
I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see that as much, but yeah, yeah. yeah. At our age, you know, what are you going to do? No. Uh, All right, sir. Well, are we uh, are we wrapped for the week? I think Tom's got his kids put in bed. Uh, we should probably plug uh, damn the, crying the, kids. Patreon. Uh, after he oh. puts his kids to bed, he's gonna work on uh, another episode of Tom versus. We have a so. new patron this week. Oh, great! Shout out to our new patron Beth. Um, and she actually sent us a message at, when she signed up. She said, "I can only apologize for not subscribing sooner." So, oh, Beth, yeah. don't worry about it. Thank You've you. You've only Beth. been doing it for sixteen fucking years. <laughs> but thank you, Beth, for signing up. We hope you enjoy um the podcast and and uh beth is a uh comic book cr uh, creator herself i believe so uh oh, nice. yeah so thank you thank you so much and send us some stuff beth that would be good. digital not asking for comps yeah um would love to peruse your work uh you can find out more about the patreon stuff at patreon.com forward slash around comics uh you get uh first of all you, you help out the show that's the big thing it gives us uh um not uh, financial things to worry about with paying hosting and all that stuff just lets us concentrate on doing the show. Uh, so we appreciate that. But you do get some extra content. We've got ACTV, what Sal and I do every week, talking about what we've been watching. I think we're going to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Is that the name of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch that. That was really yeah. good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, also, uh, I'm going to get caught up on Barry. Barry. Barry, Barry is talk about getting dark. Barry's getting fucking dark. Barry I mean, it was really always kind of dark, but this season is like <laughs> unrelenting. <laughs> like it's yeah. dark. It's getting dark. Yeah. Barry's yeah. good. Um, more Star Trek. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you're gonna get caught up on uh, Made for Love, which is that's probably their not. second season. Listen, I'm just gonna tell you right now, tomorrow Stranger Things and Obi-Wan comes out. So that's probably not happening. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's tomorrow Stranger Things? Tomorrow is the yeah, I believe the first uh, part of the last season. Okay. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna drop it in two halves. Yeah, and, and evidently like some of the episodes are three hours long. So it's a very weird kind of schedule, but uh, you know they're really yeah. that's yeah, there's like two episodes so I think it's I don't know, 11 episodes or something. Don't quote me on that. But then there's two of them that are like three hours long and it's in two parts. So is this the last season? Have that, they set up this? Well, last? as far as I know, it is, but this cast, right? Well, that's probably, they're like teenagers. I mean, they're all in their fucking twenties now. I mean, they look, yeah. they don't look like kids any longer. So I don't know how they get away with it any, anymore, but stranger things yeah. in college. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Billy Bobby Brown. I mean, she's doing like Vogue. Yeah, she's covers. a fucking supermodel, and yeah, the, yeah, the only one that looks the same is Dustin. He still looks the <laughs> that poor kid. That still looks like he's twelve. The rest of them mm -hmm. have, have grown up. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, you got to watch the Carl the the George Carlin. I'm halfway through the Carlin oh, documentary. Okay. I am I am I am absorbing it slowly and just kind of soaking in it. You know? so, gross. <laughs> soaking in George Carlin. <laughs> I love, love, love. If I could get a fucking print of it, that picture of Lenny Bruce getting carted off to jail and Carlin behind is right him. behind him. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Oh, I want that picture so bad. Well, you know. Go get it. I think I'm gonna, go find I think I'm gonna it. Look at it. Go I find love it. that picture. 
Yeah. And I love, I love uh, Lenny Bruce's response whenever, whenever he asked Carwin why he's getting arrested and what Carwin says, I forget what he said. It was, but he was kind of solidarity. To, he was sort of, doing yeah, it's just like, you know, cause uh, yeah, I'm doing it for you. And, and, and Lenny Bruce just looks at him and goes, schmuck. Lenny, yeah. <laughs> Lenny Bruce. Um, yeah. That's good stuff. So anyway, we will talk about we'll talk about all of that and more on ACTV this week. Uh, or actually, oh gosh, yeah. Well, no, we're KBLE Super Sounds doing Django and Chain. Then we're going to do ACTV. Holy Christ! I know, I know. Not enough days or hours in the day. Hey. Uh, check out that all that and more. You got anything else, Sal? I think that's it. I think that's all I got all right. for today. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, for our patrons, uh, including Beth now, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, send us feedback uh, at the show. You can email us, infloateroundcomics.com. Check out the social media stuff. We love the interaction during the shows on Thursday. Appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. Everyone, enjoy hmm. uh, the beginnings of summer here. We hope that, uh, that you're taking us along on your bike rides, your walks, or whatever. Uh, we will house painting, house painting, yard work, all of the stuff. Uh, even though Marta won't let me listen to podcasts while I'm mowing anymore, she makes me wear earplugs. I know. What? Uh, what are you, a child? What do you mean she makes you? She physically yeah, holds you down. All right, we will be back. Hey, act like a man first. and just lie to your wife. <laughs> She always knows, man. She always knows. Like me trying to lie to you. Why do? No why way. does she want you wearing earplugs? Because I'm going deaf. That has nothing to do with mowing your fucking lawn. Come on, it's all the concerts you've been doing over the fucking years. It's not mowing. Pretty much. Lawn. Yeah, you know. But Ozfest was fucking worth it. There you go. See. Yeah. There you go. All right. We'll be back next Thursday talking more comics. Uh, in the meantime. In between time. We will be everywhere in and around, around comics.